Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. So, Tal grew up in Haifa, Israel, and it's up on the coast and quite literally one of the most picturesque places on the planet. And the flavors that come from this region of the world are some of the oldest, most bold, and rich in history that our world truly knows. And so naturally, she and her team open Aziza and Falafel Nation over at Westside Provisions, and all to mirror the Israeli dining experience of shared plates and bold flavors. But uh, however, before all of this takes place, we really need to rewind just a little bit because Tal spent a portion of her life in Florence, Italy, where the culinary inspiration of Slow Food International brought her back to open Bellina Alimentari over at the Food Hall in Pont City Market. <laughs> I know, it's, pretty, it's a pretty amazing story. So it's replete with incredible house-made pasta, breads, great wine, and classes where you can learn how they do it all. So as you can tell, Tal's story is truly incredible and absolutely inspiring. And we sat down at Aziza just before they began service a week or so ago. So here she is, Tal Baum of Aziza, Falafel Nation, and Bellina Alimentari. Pre-service, you can hear prep starting. I love that they just got the wood burning for the oven, which is uh, probably my favorite thing about this whole setting right now. But um, like I was saying, this is absolutely stunning. I saw, I know I saw photos, I saw renderings, but this is um, sitting here. This is unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like the space, it's hard to photograph because the vibe and the feel especially when the music is on and the space is filled with people. The energy is so great and the atmosphere and the smells. I think the smell is an important element. The minute you open the door, you start smelling the, the wood-burning oven and all the food that is being cooked in the kitchen. Uh, it really helps create that magical atmosphere. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, well, without further ado, Tal Baum, welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, inviting me here. I'm so excited. And you actually just told me, so today's the 25th of July. Uh, today's the day that you open and you wanted to do a podcast interview today. So thank you. <laughs> um, you have the fortitude of many. Um, but uh, but you, you have an amazing story and we're going to talk about all of your business and all that good stuff. But I, um, I want to get to know you a little bit and also hear some more of your story that I've read about, but I want to I hear it from you. So before we get into all of that, um, I want to know who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Well, uh, both my parents uh, were working full time. So most days when I came back home from school, I had to cook for myself. Uh, the days I didn't have to cook for myself, my grandma was a huge inspiration and she probably taught me a lot of the basics uh, for Israeli cuisine and how to put your soul into the dish you're serving to the table. And I love spending time with her in the kitchen, especially before the Jewish holidays. We always make a big meal and I was her little sous chef growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's probably why my other restaurant is going to be named after her, Rina. Oh, really? Yes. I was, I was going to ask you. I mean, I, I had that like way down in the interview, but like we're going to cover that now. Yeah. That's, that's so cool that it's actually named after, after, uh, my grandma. Yeah, after your grandmother. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, and I was going to ask you, where was home? 
Home is where my family is. So currently home is Atlanta. <laughs> uh, but originally I am from Israel. Israel will always be my home. Um, and uh, I grew up in Israel, uh, in Haifa, up north on the coast. Beautiful city, beautiful people. I mm. had the most magical childhood. Um, I feel like uh, I'm surrounded with family and friends and the beach and the Mediterranean climate. Um, beautiful, beautiful childhood. And food was always a big part of it. Part of growing up and, I mean, part of our family and all the holidays and all the memories are definitely what made me want to open that tradition and bring it up to to more people and introduce that beauty um, that is part of my personality and part of you know our culture in general yeah and I think the you know for for a lot of for a lot of people Israel the culinary side of things is probably other than just the scenery like how scenic and how picturesque of a country Israel and just I mean culture but the it's very culinary forward. I think most people come back from a trip to Israel, uh, whether it's to Haifa or Tel Aviv. And the first thing that they talk about is like, Oh my gosh, the food, you know? And, um, and I, I feel very lucky that we're going to be able to experience a lot of probably like a lot of the food from your childhood, you know, in, in this restaurant, especially. So in Aziza, we are trying to take those traditional dishes and Brandon, our executive chef have been doing a phenomenal job, um, putting a, twist on them and making them completely unaccepted and uh, uh, sorry unexpected and modern and the flavors that you will find here are so unique i think one of the things that i am proud of the most i don't even think an israeli chef would have been able to produce some of the flavors he is able to produce here in the kitchen interesting the combinations between traditional Israeli recipes and local Atlanta ingredients and purveyors and and traditions just make the menu so unique. Uh, like I will give you a simple example, Amba, uh, which is a very thick um, orange sauce made out of uh, fermented mangoes. Here, huh. instead of mangoes, Brandon is using peaches. So, you know, we're in Georgia. Yeah. Why not use something local? And anyone who tasted it is just amazed by how, by how good it is. And just those little connections and bringing those traditional recipes to Atlanta mm-hmm. and adapting to what we have here as far as availability and produce and recipes that people will be familiar with, I think is what makes Aziza so unique. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and you said Amba? Amba. Yeah, that makes me think, uh, I mean, very kind of similar to, uh, like, if, if you eat, um, you know, enough Indian food, depending on the region, very similar to, like, a mixed pickle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There is actually an Indian version of Amba and an Iraqian, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Iraqian, uh, Persian um, oh, wow. version of Amba. Uh, the, the Persian version is almost like a, a sauce versus a pickle mm-hmm. uh, consistency. And luckily for you, I think by the time we're done with the interview, our Falafel Nation is going to be open and you will be able to try it. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, my day just got way better. I know. Um, but that sounds amazing. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. So we're sitting here at Aziza and um, so very much like the food of your childhood and a lot of like those bold flavors and especially, like you said, I mean, playing off of the verdant agriculture forward state that Georgia is, I can only imagine 
how wonderful it's going to be to, to see a lot of those recipes realized. But your other spot, Bellina, mm-hmm. you know, over in Pont City Market, which I'm sure, you know, for the past four going on five years, a lot of people have graced it many times in their life. I'm, I'm one of those. Like my, my kids love pasta and um, it's always just a fun place to go shop. But but your your history, a, lo- a lot of what you've done from a restaurant perspective, whether it's your childhood or also a lot of your travels has, has really influenced a lot of what you've done from a restaurant perspective. Tell me about a lot of that because it's a really cool story. Yeah. So when I was 21, I moved to Italy. Uh, Florence, Italy, uh, with my boyfriend back then. Now he's my husband, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and studied architecture. We live in we lived in Italy for seven years. It was a magical experience. Sometimes I'm, I envy myself for that period in my life. Mm-hmm. I wish sometimes I could go back. Uh, we also did not have three kids back then, so <laughs> traveling and eating out and just having the time of our life, basically. Right. Um, and when I moved to Atlanta, uh, when my first son was born, I just felt like I left a piece of my soul back in Italy, and that's how Bellina started. I wanted to bring those authentic flavors and, and experience, Italian experience mm. uh, to the city, and I truly feel that my background and experience in international Flair is what makes Bellina so unique and what will make Aziza so special and Rina so special. We're really trying to bring uh, a true experience. We're not just trying to say, oh yeah, we, we serve pasta, we're an Italian restaurant, or oh yeah, we just serve falafel. We're really, tri- we're really trying to give you the, the full circle, to immerse you in that culture. To me, when you open the door, it's almost like you need to feel like you are in a foreign country and Belina you know when I moved to Atlanta I I was pretty new in the scene it was uh, a new adventure that I was taking upon myself I didn't have any restaurant experience Uh, my background is in architecture and design and I just I had this urge uh, this burning fire in me and I knew that that's what will make me happy Uh, Hmm. feeding others and making them happy through food is what drives me and Bellina is you know such a unique concept and when I was talking to people about it before opening they were looking at me as if I'm crazy what do you want to do you want to open a restaurant and a market and a cooking school and a wine bar all under one roof oh you're not going to make it it's not going to work it's not going to work in Atlanta and I was so passionate about the idea and felt strongly that this is something that we don't have here in the city and I just went for it and being part of the Pond City Market community and being part of that location was such an amazing experience and allowed us uh, to be exposed to so many great people and it's been a, an incredible journey. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, the the interesting thing about where you guys are in Pond City, and as someone who really treats Pond City Market like it's my backyard, I, I sh- I'm very proud of it. But at the same time, like I wonder how much shame I should feel for myself. <laughs> like I mean, it's like you know, four days a week we just go get popsicles or whatever. But um, but the first things that come to mind with Bellina, which is so interesting, is rounding that corner, uh, whichever entrance you're coming into. The first thing that I 
typically see is that sign for slow food. Yes. Which is a perfect representation of then the next thing that you see is typically people surrounded around one of the high boy tables making pasta. You know, and I wouldn't really, to me, Bellina is is far less of a, just a restaurant. You know, it is it is a lot more. Like, I think when you go, you're just expecting, oh, we're just going to go get something to eat. But there's a lot more going on and there's just a ton of activity. And you can see it from the outside. You can see it when you walk in. And um, it is, it, it can't really be defined by the parameters of a market or a restaurant or a school. Like, it, it really is its its own thing. And I think that's what makes it so unique. Thank you. I'm so glad that that's a feeling you have because that was exactly the intention. Creating a place where you really are not able to just come and eat great food, but you're also able to uh, purchase some products. And if you have any questions or you want to know, oh, how do I choose a good olive oil or how do I choose a good balsamic vinegar? Uh, We have the answers for you and we Mm -hmm. educate you. And we, being part of the slow food um, movement and association was such a natural uh, step for us because everything we make in the kitchen is made in-house from the mayonnaise we put in our fabulous caprese panino to the schiacciata bread to the pasta to the sauces to the porchetta everything is made in-house and we use only local and um, farms and purveyors that come and bring deliveries through the back door and you know, on top of the experience and what is exposed to the guest, that is another element that I'm so proud of because Italian cooking is all about that. It's about supporting your community. It's about using fresh ingredients. It's about uh, farm to table. All those terms that are so popular nowadays are embedded and part of Italian cuisine for Mm -hmm. generations. And that's exactly how we operate the business. So it's not only, you know, an Italian market, uh, and an experience to the guest, but even on the back end, the way that we make the food and the attention to details and the attentive selection of purveyors and ingredients that we cook with is what makes it so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's it's so funny. You, you touch on, you know, whatever, organic, farm to table, um, you know, just some of these terms or, or phrases that have kind of become hollow, like they just become, Oh yes. you know, what, what, uh, are you guys farm to table? It's like, do you even know how a vegetable's grown? You know, but I feel like that next step in education for a lot of pe- for a lot of people is, is the slow food movement of how, how are these things that are done by hand and have been for centuries? How is that art preserved and what does that look like? And, um, it's not just a, thing that you read about like it really does have to be a matter of you know making pasta by hand like it's it's not at all you know uh it's it's not an expeditious process like you have to put in the time to get out the product that you're actually looking for it's a way of life Mm -hmm. it's a way of life and that's why uh we have our cooking school you know because that's another opportunity where we really talk about those things and teach people the art of making fresh pasta Mm -hmm. and uh it's just so fun to me whenever I'm teaching a class, which I have to say rarely happens very, no, recently happens very rarely because I have three kids at home and I'm pretty busy with everything else that You're is going on. you about three more kids too. They just look like restaurants. <laughs> I know. I don't know which one is harder though. 
I, I've never owned a restaurant, so I mean, I have two kids of my own, but I, I, a lot of people are like, yeah, it is kind of like having a family member to take care of or another kid, you know, it just depends. Like, I just don't know which one actually needs more. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people actually end up saying like, I think having kids is easier than opening a restaurant. Uh, probably so. Probably so. The we can do another podcast about that. Another I day. know. Luckily <laughs> I'm surrounded with amazing people and everyone who works, yeah. uh, you know, leave a restaurant group is just an asset to the company. And that's yeah. what, you know, allows me to sleep at night yeah. knowing that they are taking care of the business the same way I would. Yeah. And I, I can't, I don't know Brandon, but I'd imagine he's amazing. But everyone over at Belina is always so nice, like overtly nice. I was like, Thank wow, you. like you guys are so great. And they're so wonderful to my family. And like, you know, they're, they're so just willing to like, Hey, do you want to try this? Make sure that you like it. Like that, that, that piece is always there. They so. are, everybody who works at Belina just be- believes in what we do and are so excited about the business and Mm -hmm. all the different aspects of what we do. And we allow them so many creativity and growth opportunities and just have fun at work. To me, this is the most important thing. Anyone who works at Belina is actually having fun while at work, or at least I hope that what they do. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it is reflected. It is reflected in, in how they treat the guests and how they treat each other and mm-hmm. it's it's really heartwarming for me to see that because you know with every restaurant the idea starts in your head and slowly it starts to grow and become reality and what started in your head spread wings and the people who actually operate the business are now owning that idea and translating that to the guest mm. and and to see that transformation is incredible mm-hmm. yeah you know and it's um it's really cool too you know just reading about um i mean after after so many visits to belina now and then reading about aziza like it's coming and you're working on it and you know watching it transform um i don't make it over to the west side as much as i do everything over on the east side of town but um but just seeing this space transform into what it is and then now seeing it i mean you guys are getting ready for service today mm-hmm. um Talk to me first about the the setting, and then I want to talk about the menu. Okay. So Aziza was born to fit the space it is located at. Um, I was looking at another space, the arena space, and I didn't even think about opening another restaurant while I have another project going on. And then this opportunity just came across me, and I knew I wanted to do something with, with a space. And it just felt right. Aziza was born for this location. Aziza was born for the low ceilings and the intimate and dark uh, dining room. Uh, it just felt so right. And the falafel nation, the falafel that we have uh, literally across the wall from here, mm-hmm. uh, was all also part of that idea. I knew I didn't want to have too big of a dining room. I knew I wanted to capture that feeling of intimacy and for a guest to feel as if they are coming to dine at someone's house in Israel. And yeah, I had to use that space for something. And that's how Falafel Nation was born. Something Mm. quick, fresh, satisfying, um, with bright ingredients, seasonal. um, Yeah. I um, I would eat falafel 
for more than three meals a day and <laughs> have zero remorse. So <laughs> the fact that Aziza is here and then again, peering into the wood fire oven as I'm speaking to you through the microphone and then knowing that falafel is just around the corner. Um, it's a pretty dangerous concept for me. Uh, tell like, me about much, it. It's like, how much money can I blow here in one <laughs> go? So I don't even need that much food, but I'm going to eat it all. Um, but I also will say that Mediterranean Israeli cuisine, um, there's never a day that goes by where those flavors and just fresh, a lot of great acidity, tomatoes, lemon, like amazing spices, uh, you know, freshly made pita, like falafel can be done wrong and I think I've had bad falafel in my life but um, I haven't had bad falafel in Atlanta and I can only imagine what's going to happen with your falafel is going to be um, pretty out of this world Oh, thank you. Actually, the recipe we're using for falafel is my grandma's recipe. Really? Yeah, she used to have a falafel stand back in Haifa Oh wow! Uh, in the 50s and that was one of the first recipes she taught me how to make falafel. Does she live here in Atlanta? No, unfortunately, she is uh, not very well, and she's in Israel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I would one of these days, I would love to to have Rena on the podcast. It'd be so cool to hear her yeah. talk about falafel. <laughs> 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 sounds so great. Um, but talk to me about the menu here. So the menu at Aziza is meant to be shared. Uh, we have. Israeli cuisine and Israeli dining experience and hospitality is all about sharing and eating with your hands and creating almost this sensual dining experience. I feel like anything that you eat with your hands is so much better. And the menu here at Aziza is trying to translate that hospitality experience that is very, very common in the Middle East and in Israel. Um... We have an incredible selection of salads and vegetables that are featured. No, let me start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. It's so hard to describe the menu this just because so it's so like, unique. But I can see, like, this is the this is the shortcoming of a podcast. Is like seeing how excited you are talking about this. Like, it comes through on the microphone. But like watching you do this, like I'm just having so much fun watching <laughs> you talk about it. Oh, and I talk with my hands all the time. That's, <laughs> That's a very a, Israeli thing yeah, to do. <laughs> but I do the same thing. Like I'm like you know like yes. there's this and then there's this. It's like no one can see me talking with my hands. So exactly, but it helps me concentrate. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun watching you talk. That's great. Okay, just as I said, the menu tries to reflect that Israeli dining experience and expose you to as many flavors and dishes as possible. And that's why it's meant to be shared. When I'm going out to dinner, I want to try everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have only one appetizer and an entree. I want to try all those exotic flavors and spices and dishes that I've never heard of. And that's, I feel like, what's so fun about this menu. Uh, we have... Uh, our first section focuses on breads, some traditional um, uh, Jerusalem bagel that we serve is roasted corn tahini and kubana, which is a super flaky, buttery bread that traditionally is baked overnight. And we serve it with tomato, grated tomato, tomatoes and schug, which is a spicy um, Yemeni dip. And it's just divine. And mm. then we move on to the second category that really let vegetables and salads shine. So we have all those small plates that, again, meant to be shared. And you just have this constant flow of different dishes that come to the table. Hummus and so many unique 
uh, salads that really let one vegetable shine uh, and some raw uh, kibania that is made out of chopped lamb with some bulgur and uh, onions that are marinated with sumac and we serve it with bulgur cracker uh, or the Jerusalem mix which is traditionally Jerusalem mix is a very traditional Israeli street food it's like chopped liver and lungs and all those inner parts that you season very well and mix them with onions and stuff them into a pita but Brandon's tweak on that is a chicken liver mousse and um, sweet bread that we char over the uh, green egg and then we roll them into a bricalef which is almost like a Israeli version of an egg roll and then you What? dip it into that amba sauce that I mentioned earlier and yeah. labane. So good. Um, um, my, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm having my eyes are crossing a little <laughs> bit. Just like that. Th those are the those are the types of flavors where I think if you've never had like that deep, like earthy flavor of something like chicken liver mousse or I mean, yeah, it's, it's not the typical thing that a lot of people gravitate towards. They kind of have to get, you know, brought along of like, here's what you're eating. Here's the flavors. But here's also like the level and layering of intensely flavored spice mix. And uh, to me, I think that's what I love the most about Israeli cuisine is that things are bold, you know, but the best thing is like, you know, you take some, you drag it through whatever sauce or like hummus or labna, like, and then you pass the plate and you're like, dude, get in on this. Exactly. Like, that's my favorite thing. I love it. <laughs> and everything is really approachable, you know, it's yeah. the presentation and everything. We try to make it easy on you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's stage three to the menu? So the last category is our, what you would traditionally consider as an entree, but even our entrees are on the larger side and they're meant to be shared. Nice. Um, so what I like about our entrees, they look so simple and innocent on the plate, but for instance, we have a duck dish um, and you know, it looks like a duck breast and a duck um, thigh that is sitting surrounded with those Moroccan carrots and carrot puree. And it looks beautiful on the plate. But then when you take one bite into it and you dis it's like an explosion of flavors mm. in your mouth. It's awesome. The sauce has so many spices and so many layers and depths to it. Just an, uh, a multi-sensorial experience to me. It's <laughs> awesome. That's perfect. Like that's like the best description that I could possibly think of. As you can see, I'm very passionate about yeah. it. I'm trying to describe it. Well, in the I want to like come <laughs> eat through the menu, like sitting with you and your family. That sounds like it'd be a blast. Um, But man, like I, I really cannot wait to, to come and experience it. I mean, on both sides. So, I mean, it just sounds, it sounds like so much fun. And like, that's the style of dining that I like in a lot of, a lot of settings as well. I mean, I think that's why I love dim sum so much. I think, I think that's what's so much, fun, so much fun about like Sichuan is like order something, but with the intention of sharing the plate, like that's a style of dining that I, I think we don't really get a lot in Western culture, you know, and other parts of the world, you know, I think that's the best way that you experience the culinary implication of someone's culture is you don't just order your own food and then hawk your own plate, you know, like you really gotta, it's, you gotta experience every part of the palate and that's what makes the table so much fun. So, you know, shame on us for being shitty diners. We need to do a better job. But th this sounds like so much fun, Tal. It Thank really you. does. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, just uh, briefly, I mean, we, we were talking about this uh, a little bit earlier, but um, so your next space is actually popping up right across the Beltline from Pond City Market. Yeah. So talk to me about that real quick. So Rena, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be named after my grandma. And Rena is going to be 
completely different concept. Here, Aziza, everything is dark and we have the low ceiling and we're more geared toward dinner and night. Aziza is going to be bright and coastal and with very tall ceilings and going to have a completely different vibe to it, more family-friendly and um, lunch and dinner-oriented. Because we're on the Bell Line, we have a massive bar. People are going to be able to see those giant shelves from the Bell Line when they're walking in. We're going to have bold, live, ethnic music playing in the background. Nice. And if I had to define Arena, uh, I would call it an Israeli diner. We're oh, going to have... Wow. Yes, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in Israel, the type of restaurant that you would go, you will call it a shipudia, which is a restaurant that specializes in skewers that come straight from the grill, and that's what nice. Rina is going to be all about: kebabs and um, merguez sausages and pargiots just comes off the grill, steaming hot, with all kinds of fries and salads and freshly baked pitas. And the best part, because we are an Israeli diner, we're also going to have Middle Eastern milkshakes on the menu. Holy shit. Okay. Um, well, let's, uh, we'll just dangle that carrot there enough. So I'm really looking forward to Rina. So that's like, if I threw a baseball hard enough, <laughs> um, I would uh, roll it like past Rina from where I live. So um, thanks for that, because we go to Belina quite enough. And now I'm going to have two places competing for our attention, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. Seriously, it's all. Thank you. Um, this has been so great. I love your story. I love your restaurants. This is so exciting to be sitting in Aziza. Congratulations on opening. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I mean, just like with the last minute here, like what's the, what's the last thing that you want to leave everybody with? I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful and honored to share my story with Atlanta, you know, with Belina and my Italian uh, experience, Aziza with my Israeli culture, and it just, I feel so blessed to be able to share that with people and make them feel how I feel about those countries. It's awesome. Well, thank you for continually feeding my family and a lot of the rest <laughs> of Atlanta and just... Uh, doing what you guys are doing. It's amazing. It's really important to the food movement here in the South and especially in the city of Atlanta. So uh, again, I cannot wait to go eat some falafel. So uh, I'm going to go jump to it. But Tal Baum, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Sure. Thank you. Many thanks go out to Tal for joining me for this episode. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the restaurants, head over to belina-alimentari.com or visit the Pont City Market website so you can learn a little bit more. And you can head over to Aziza and Falafel Nation over at Westside Provisions right now. Uh, I actually stopped in for lunch after recording this and I had an incredible falafel on pita. And all that I can say is well done, Tal and team. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. You can find all of the information on our website. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry, 